Today we have our guest, Michael Jakes, Pastor Michael Jakes. He's been here before and he has written his book, The Lights in the Windows. And we're going to talk to him today about how to share the gospel in three steps. Welcome, Pastor Michael Jakes. Well, thank you, Nancy. Thank you for having me once again. It's good to be here. It's good to see you. I want to know if you could share with the audience how to share the gospel in three steps and how do we handle pushback? The gospel is very basic, actually. Um, and what we are trying to get across to people when we speak about the gospel uh, is the fact that Jesus uh, died, uh, that he was buried, and that he, was ro that he rose again. Those are the three facts that comprise what the gospel is. Uh, now, the components that are involved in it, we need to let people know that Jesus loves them. We, we hear from John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, uh, but have everlasting life. So, so they need. We need to come from a place that God, that, that that He loves them, and that's that's what a lot of people need to hear. Uh, that there is a Savior who loves them, uh, and so the three basic steps uh, to uh, sharing the gospel is getting the individual to admit that they are a sinner, uh, and. We, this is the simple, the simplest way that I know how. Getting them to admit that they are a sinner, number one. Next, we lead them uh, to pray and to believe. Once again, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the children of Israel were unable to enter into the rest that God had provided because of unbelief. So we know that unbelief is the reason why people uh, will not receive Jesus. So they must admit that they're a sinner. They must believe and confession, A, B, C. To confess simply means to say the same thing as God. We have to agree with God concerning who he is, concerning our own conditions. And when those three, uh, when those three parameters are met, then there is salvation. The Bible says in Romans uh, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, uh, that confession is made uh, with the mouth. Uh, that we believe in our heart and confession is made uh, with the heart. And that's how salvation comes about. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I don't, I don't, I'll be remiss if I don't mention this, that your testimony plays a very, very important role uh, in bringing someone else to Christ, your own life. Now, we must always keep it focused on Jesus and what Jesus has done. But your own life, your own testimony uh, serves as an example of what Jesus uh, can do in a life. So your testimony is very important. And uh, what you do here uh, is, is part of that. The, the different testimonies that come forth uh, are uh, show proof of the God that we serve, of the power that he has, of his ability to heal and to deliver and to save. And so these testimonies are, are, once again, part of the way that we bring people to Jesus Christ. Amen? That's how we do it. There will be pushback. Now, I know that I, the way I just described it sounds very uh, uh, simplified. Th those are just some of the steps that we take as Christians. But we are not always going to be met with individuals 
or who are going to welcome what we have to say. Uh, you have to understand, uh, it's needful to understand that when we, when we enter into the realm of evangelizing or telling other people about Jesus, uh, that we enter into the territory uh, that is Satan's because he has blinded the minds. Scripture says he has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. I believe that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 4. So because he has blinded their minds, uh, they are unable to see their own condition. And there will be, as you call it very well, there will be pushback within themselves because people don't recognize their own condition. People don't realize that they need the Lord. Amen. They don't realize that. And so what we do, we do not, we do not push, we do not push scripture on individuals. We do not force, we cannot force our way in. Uh, the best thing to do when you have pushback is to continue to live the life before the individual, uh, continue to pray uh, that God will break the chains because there are chains that bind individuals uh, who are set in their ways that they don't need change, that Jesus is for weak people and, you know, I don't need him. Uh, we have to just pray that the Lord will break those chains. We leave the word and allow the word to do what only it can do. The word can work its way into the hearts, into the, into the minds, into the spirits of individuals better than you and I can. We can pound and we can yell and we can, we can do a lot of things to try and get people to see our way. And, and I've done it and, and countless others have done it. But we need to just leave the word and let the word settle in. And even when we think that what we're doing and what we're saying has no effect, the word of God will do what only it can do. It may take time. I've heard testimonies of individuals uh, who were... Uh, listening to the word and, and watching other people for years and years and years, and eventually they receive. So once again, it's a it's a matter of patience on our end and believing that God will do what only He can do on the other end. But there will be put there can be pushback once you once you raise the gospel light. There's going to be pushback. It would be what if someone is a believer but doesn't want to hear about God? Well, what what we have here, what I believe we have here is the classic case of someone who is, uh, I don't know how many uh, have heard of this particular phrase. What we have here is the case of a, an unsaved Christian. <laughs> now, what is an unsaved Christian? An unsaved Christian is an individual who for all intents and purposes believes that they are actually saved themselves. They are believers. I am a believer. Uh, we see this in uh, uh, in the book of uh, Matthew, chapter number seven, verses 23, 24, and 25, uh, where, where they say, Jesus, we've done this in your name and this and that in your name. And Jesus, in the end, tells them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So while they thought they were believers doing God's work and God's will, Jesus says, I don't know you. Uh, so when you have an individual who is, quote, a believer, at least in their own hearts and mind, but they really can't be told anything about God because they believe they know already. They're already in Christ in their own hearts and minds. So what can you tell me? Once again, it's the case of leave them with the Lord and allow the Lord 
uh, to work in their spirits. Uh, Jesus said it, said it very well uh, when he said that there will be wheat and there will be tares. And Jesus said, you allow them to grow together. There's really, there's really nothing that we can do when there are individuals in our midst that believe that they are, but they are not. And that's not being, that's not being judgmental. I know people have a problem with, uh, you can't judge me, that, that type of mentality. Uh, but Jesus says we ought to judge righteously. Uh, and it's by their fruit, by their fruits you shall know them. Uh, when a person believes that they are born again, the Lord knows. And once again, the power of discernment that the Lord gives each and every child of God, sometimes that discernment allows us to know whether an individual is actually saved or not. Uh, that's God's territory, but his spirit does give us insight into these types of things from time to time that we know whether an individual is actually saved uh, or not. So when you encounter that type of situation, uh, once again, you have to leave it with the Lord. That, that's, that, that's the best that we can do. Just leave it with him. He will work things out in the end in his own way. So net, many people that I know have this fear mm. of sharing with, with other people. Yes. How can they get over that fear? What would strengthen them to to like listen to the Holy Spirit and to move? Yeah, I saw I, years ago I was on a subway train and uh, there was this young lady uh, who was standing in the corner. The subway car wasn't that uh, wasn't so crowded, but I was in there and a few other people and she was standing in the corner alone. And I could see that she was sort of praying and muttering to herself and she had some tracks in her hand and I could tell that she was either afraid or nervous about what she was about to do and I just sat there and I began to pray for her I began to pray for her because I my spirit I guess was knit with her spirit I realized what it was that she was intending to do and she eventually she she stood up and she she started talking about the Lord and handing out tracks and I took the track from her I looked at her and I nodded my head and I smiled and she kept going. That fear is going to come. Listen, the enemy, the enemy knows that that tract or that word you're going to speak, he knows that that word has power once it is released from you because it's his word. Uh, and we must be able to stand. I, I, I am uh, myself very shy. Um, people may not, <laughs> people may not, may not get that, uh, get that image of me, but I, I'm, I'm actually quite shy. And I can remember having all of those, uh, all of those feelings that I can't talk to people about Jesus. I, I can't, I can't go outside on the street and hand out tracks to people. I, I'm, I'm afraid. I, I'm, I, I've been through all those feelings. Uh, but uh, the Bible says that God has not given us this spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Uh, and so we have to take our fears once again and say, Lord, this is you. This is your word. This word I'm about to speak, this is your word. And there's power in what we speak when we are speaking your word. And we have to step out in faith, in faith. And that's, that's very key. Step out in faith and do what the Lord has told us. When we don't do what the Lord has told us, now we are standing in the place of disobedience. And that's not what we want to do. We want to make sure that we obey the call, if I may use that phrase. We must obey the call and do what the Lord has uh, has beckoned us to do. Because if not, 
then we're on the outside looking in. We want to make sure that we break through the fear and speak the word that the Lord has given us. So let me ask you your unique story of when you had fear, a time you had fear that you had to share, and what helped you do that? Well, I can remember so many times uh, that I stood in a place where the Lord wanted to, to use me. And, and when, when he's given you a word to speak, that's him, and he wants to use you. What, happened, what happens from time to time, the Lord puts a word in you. And listen, the, the simple fact is that God's word, the gospel, uh, can be offensive to many. And we don't want to, we, we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to cause a rift. We don't want to say anything that's going to cause people to look at us in a different way. Uh, but we must, we must be able to, to, to break through, you know, pinpointing one particular time when I was uh, afraid to, to speak the word. Oh, I've had, I've had the case of being afraid uh, to say something, uh, even even as I've preached over the years, while while I'm standing in front of the lectern or while I'm preaching, uh, there are times when when I sense the Lord telling me to go that direction. And even as I'm speaking, I'm saying, Lord, I can't say that. <laughs> Lord, I can't say that. But we must we must be obedient to that word that the Lord is putting in our spirit at that time. Because the Lord knows why he's leading you in a certain direction to say a particular thing. Because obviously there are individuals uh, in the presence of the word of the Lord at that time that need to hear that particular word. Uh, but uh, fear, uh, fear is a thief. Fear is a thief because fear will, fear will just take things away from you in such a way. And, and when you don't follow through and do what the Lord wants you to do, uh, you leave you leave with the sense of that that you haven't you haven't fulfilled the Lord's will at that particular time. Uh, you you feel that you have let the Lord down uh, when you don't follow through. So once again, we we have to break through the fear and 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 just do what the Lord has told us to do. When it comes down to it, if we understand what the gospel is, and we understand what the purpose of the gospel is, and the need of people to hear the gospel, we will follow through and do what the Lord has told us to do. You know, the, Bi the Bible says, uh, the, the Bible makes the point, makes the case uh, that people are lost. People are lost. And the only way uh, that they can find their way in this, in this crazy world that we're living in, if I can use that expression, is through the gospel. And if you, the, the old analogy, if, if you had a cure, if you had a cure for cancer or for any particular deadly disease and you had the cure and you held it back and you didn't release it to those who needed it, what, what type of person would you be? Well, we have the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is able to free men, set them free, bring them into the light. And if we hold back and keep it from people, what type of person uh, are we? We need to make sure that we follow through and, and speak this gospel. When we say preach the gospel, uh, the Great Commission tells us to go into all the world. We, we have this idea of preaching the gospel, of standing behind a pulpit and, and preaching, and, and that's not the idea at all. The word preach simply in, in scripture simply means to proclaim, to tell, 
to publish, uh, to say again and again. That's the idea behind the word preach. And, and if we don't do that, uh, we, we will be uh, in a place where we are being disobedient. So we have the answer to what the people need, and we need to make sure that we preach, tell, proclaim this gospel.